Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hello and welcome to this November 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Janeline Law. We are talking about ear reconstruction after Mohs cancer excision, lessons learned from 327 consecutive cases. This is by Dr. Saniak with uh, Dr. Thornton from Dallas, Texas being the main author. Uh, this was published in the September 2019 PRS. So, Jen, what was this paper about in a nutshell? This paper um, served to create an algorithm to reconstruct ear defects based on the senior author's 14 years' experience of reconstructing uh, ear defects. And so, tell me about the patient cohort. So this was a retrospective study of 327 consecutive patients who underwent some form of uh, ear reconstruction uh, between 2004 to 2018. The average age of the patients was 64.5 years and they excluded insufficient documentation. Okay, so what types of reconstruction, it was all Dr Thornton's cases, what types of reconstruction was he undertaking and what were the proportions? So they found that the majority of defects involved the superior third of the helix um, and the anti-helix as well as the middle third of the helix. The average defect area was 5.4 centimetres square. Um, in terms of reconstruction, uh, the vast majority utilised full thickness skin grafts in 59%, followed by flaps in 30%. Of the flaps, they used post auricular flaps, Diffenbach flaps and anterior book flaps. Okay, and uh, there was a couple of good tips in there with the full thickness skin graft. Uh, they talk about trefining uh, the cartilage uh, with, a, with a punch uh, in order to promote graft take on the uh, deep, uh, on the uh, soft tissue which is uh, deep to the auricular cartilage. Uh, how about their complication rate? Uh, their complication rate uh, was just 9%. Uh, the majority of complications involved partial graft loss, infection, six had poor cosmetic result, uh, three had total graft loss, and only one had tumour recurrence. And uh, what were the factors that were statistically demonstrated to be uh, significant in terms of affecting the outcome? Um, intuitively, they found that increasing defect size was associated with increase, increasing complication rate. Um, interestingly, they found no difference in complication rate in terms of age, anticoagulant use, smoking and radio, radiation therapy. Okay, so what did you think of this paper? Um, I thought it was a very good paper. Um, it's a large series of patients. Um, they're consecutive from a very experienced surgeon who obviously does a lot of ear reconstruction. I thought the algorithm that they came up with was very practical and intuitive in its use. Yeah. Um, uh, were there any concerns you had? Given that this was a retrospective study, um, I think we need to take that into account, um, as well as the algorithm reflects a single surgeon's preferences and experiences, and um, this may not be the algorithm of choice for other um, plastic surgeons who do ear reconstructions. Yeah. One of the issues was the poor cosmetic result. There was no sort of, uh, uh, there was no sort of uh, indication as to how that was being assessed, whether it was just objectively or based on uh, patient concerns or surgeon concerns. 
um, or whether there was any sort of objective external evaluation of the aesthetic result. But given that it's a re retrospective study, it's going to be quite difficult to organise that kind of thing. Also, as I mentioned, the follow-up, uh, you know, it's a bit variable. Um, you know, some patients were seen uh, for a long time, other patients uh, uh, were lost to follow-up uh, quite early. Um, but um, as you say, I thought this was um, an excellent paper with some very good tips from a very experienced surgeon who's dealing with a high volume of uh, Mohs defect e-reconstructions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, but I guess it's quite a holistic approach to e-reconstruction, um, considering both the aesthetic goals um, to obtain facial symmetry as well as the functional goals, uh, which they highlight that the ear is also a platform for glasses and hearing aids and to consider the patency of the auditory canal as well. Yeah, and one final thing that I've really got out of it was that I'd never seen or heard of a Diefenbach uh, uh, flap before. And so seeing that particular flap technique, uh, which he was able to utilise in quite elderly patients, which apparently was very well tolerated, uh, is something that um, I looked into introduced in my practice as well. Yeah, and I also found the other thing that was interesting in, is that um, quite a lot of defects can be managed by secondary intention as long as the perichondrium was intact and in certain cases where cartilage was exposed the authors chose to reset that and then to allow the defect to heal. Okay, good stuff. Jen, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.